it's so good to just bathe in the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. As I prepared this message this week, I was humbled when I searched out faith. I want to talk about faith this morning. I want to talk about to contend for our faith. And I, you might think that the scripture that we read this morning was a little strange when we opened up our congregational reading and we talked about those that sacrifice to devils. But we're in that generation. And in the word of God, Old Testament, only two times is the word faith mentioned. And the first one is the one that we read in... um, I think it was Deuteronomy 3, it's in your devotional. And uh, it talks about how there's new gods. If this was ever a generation of people having worship to new things and destroying the very creation of God with their evil ways. And and the Lord speaks in that passage of scripture and, and and he says, you know, when your fathers feared not, when, when those that have gone before you, which is this generation, there's little fear in the fathers of our, of our nation. And I just read that scripture and I thought only two times in the Old Testament does it talk about faith. And it says because they did not, they weren't not, they were not mindful of the rock. They had no understanding what the rock was, but we do. We have great understanding of what the rock was. We understand what the rock will do. And I, I titled this Confend, Con, Confirm for Our Faith. And I sat back there this morning as Sunday school class in, ended, and I saw the exact manifestation of this message. And I was, I was in me to give a word, but I was going to preach it, you know, so I didn't know whether what to do. But the thing about contending for our faith is not, you know, we've had the faith movement and we've had many, many messages on what faith is and how we should claim it and we should believe. And and there's much truth to that. We need to believe it and we need to confirm it in our heart. What does that mean? Confirm means to walk out our faith, not just to stand and talk about it and say we have it, but to walk it out. When the crisis comes, and I think everyone here has experienced crisis in their life, and you see you're still here. So you contended for the faith because you maintained your spiritual dignity and you walked through the problem, and that's what faith is. And so after Sunday school, and I want to, I want to talk about this, but it's just, it's just so humorous to me because it already happened in this house this morning as Sunday school came to a close. In Acts chapter 14 is where I'm at if you want to uh, confirm what I'm saying to you from the word. This is the disciples' first mission journey. You know, God divided them, sent them out two by two. And they went out, and in the midst of this, they met up with Paul, and they was with Paul uh, and this journey. And the 14th chapter of Acts talks about how they beat Paul, 
how the the constituency of the country beat him and cast him out and stoned him and put him out as though he was dead. And the disciples, bless their little hearts, this is their first time out. They don't know what to do. And so Paul is laying there dead, Acts 14. Paul is laying there dead because the Bible says they threw him out as dead. And then so these disciples on their first journey, not really knowing everything what to do, and Jesus is not there now, they just they just uh, uh, encamp around about him and they and they just stand there, you know. But they stand there in the power and the anointing of what they believe because they followed Christ and they have a belief in their heart and a faith in their heart. And the Bible says as they stand there, you know, probably not knowing exactly what to do, but standing there in faith, Paul rises up. Can you even imagine how that would be if somebody was so sick and afflicted and they just rose right up? And, of course, that happened all the time in Jesus' life. But they rose up and rose up, and Paul rose up, and look what they did. The Bible says in verse um, 14, 20, chapter 14, verse 22, that they just continued on. They said, well, we're going to the next city. We're going to do this again. And, you know, that takes faith. It takes faith when you don't know the road ahead of you. And you can claim it and you can believe it, but you have to walk through it. That's your faith. Your faith is talking when you're walking through the crisis of circumstances in your life. And so verse 22 says, they here Paul is risen up, and the Bible says they continued on, and it says they were confirming the souls of the disciples and exhorting them to continue in the faith that we must, through much tribulation, enter into the kingdom of God. Attached with faith is uh, tribulation. Because you can't have faith if you don't have tribulation. You have to go through something that causes your spurs, your faith to spurs forth. And to grow, yes, that's good too. And... Um, the thing of it is today, we want to just talk it. We just want to say it. You know, Christianity says that. They say, well, I'm a believer. Yeah, but what does that mean? Does that mean you can go through your sorrow and your heartache and you can get to the other end and show forth the faith that God has given to you? It's very hard, church. It's very hard to go through this. But as I sat there in Sunday school this morning, as the class ended, and, you know, it was a great class, then everybody started talking. And I listened. I was sitting in the back, and I listened. And they were, they were confirming their faith. They were saying this. They were, you know, saying more word, and they were just commenting. And I thought, I don't need to preach today because they already know how to do it. But that's what Christians are supposed to do. We're supposed to, you know, encourage one another. So I'm supposing they sat down, they sat around there and they thought, wow, that was awful what they did to Paul. You know, that might happen in the next city, but we just got to keep going. That's what confirming our faith means. And if there's ever a day when we need to confirm our faith, that means 
and strengthen it, encourage it, come together and talk about the good things of God and and rest in the word of God more than in the circumstances of the day. We know our day is evil. We know our day is transgressing more than it ever has. I didn't read in the Old Testament where they taught children that they could be homosexuals. You know, we're worse today than we've ever been. Our society is. And we need to confirm our faith that we can stand strong in the things that come down the tube. And when we're tempted and when we're tested and we have crisis in our life, that our faith will take us through to the end, that we won't lose hope in the middle. How many know, I know that most of you have all experienced this in Christianity, that somewhere someone who loved God lost faith in the middle of their crisis and Maybe they're not even in church today. So we have got time. I want to tell the saints that you already know how to confirm one another. You already know how to confirm yourself in prayer. And I'm, I'm just blessed. I'm just blessed out of my socks, you know, to see the revelation of what God gave me to say already working. That uh, as soon as you get into the Sunday school hour and the Holy Spirit comes, people want to tell what God has done. They want to they want to ask for prayer and they want to tell what God has done. And that's con- confirming our faith. So I think you can do it. And I probably don't need to preach this. <laughs> but uh, I want to tell you that the disciples... And of course, after they got on their own, they were they, there was meetings with Paul at this time. But as they got on their own and they went their ways, you know, they had to confirm their faith. They didn't have Jesus walking beside them, you know, but they had to be strong and powerful. And of course, you know that every one of them died a martyr's death at the end. So they they made it through. Their faith holds. And our faith has to hold when we go through the crisis of our life. And these, these, these things that I call a crisis are coming upon us because, you know, we have, we have evil government. When we have evil government, the blessings of God is not there. However, the blessings of God is on those who will confirm their faith and manifest who they are in God and testify of the goodness of God. So that's where we want to stay. That's where we want to be. Whether we're small in number or large in huge churches, it's time to recognize that we need God more than we need the things of this world. We need God more than all those things that, that tempt us and that we desire. So I'm going to talk this morning about confirming our faith, but you already started doing it as Sunday school came to a close. But it's a checkup. You know, do I just say I have faith? Do I just say I'm a Christian? Do I live a Christian life? Do I act like I have faith when I have to suffer? That's the question. There's no, there's no remedy. There's no set remedy. The Word of God says faith is something that we don't see. It's something that we walk toward and it's something that we believe and it's in our spirit, not in our flesh. So I have three things to say about it this morning to confirm our faith, to, to, to um, bolster up our faith for the new year. Because this year is different than any other year. And the works of darkness are stronger than they've ever been because they're coming against the creative power of God. I can't say that enough. That has got to be the biggest transgression in all the world, that they would mess with God's creative power. It frightens me to see 
how our country is going against God. So I want us to be strong. I want us to be able to confirm our faith. I want us to come together and have a testimony. I know everyone here has a testimony. God has did things in your life, but we are timid. We are timid. We say, who has a testimony? And and one or two does when everyone here has a testimony. Because you got up this morning, you have breath in you, and you're on your feet. And that's a big thing. So I want us to be encouraged in our faith. I want us, you know, to be strengthened in our faith. I want us to not to have to have a ritual to get faith, but that we are in faith because the faith person lives in us, who is Jesus Christ. So I have three things to say to you. Confirm is in Scripture. It's in the New Testament. It's there in Acts. It said they were confirming their soul. Okay, what does that mean, church? What is our soul? It's the seed of our affections. It's what we desire. You know, and so when we get into our soul, we come against our flesh. Do you understand that the flesh is always disobedient and we have to war against it constantly. And that's wherein we have to strengthen our faith. You see, confirming the, confirming the souls of the disciples, exhorting one another, and continuing in faith. Is it possible to not continue in faith? Yes, when we get in troubles and tribulation and trials and loss and pain, you know, it's possible to just, you know, whine a little and to ask God why a little. And some people get bitter against God. My my uh, son that we raised in our home, has his son got killed in an accident, and he was a great preacher. He built a great church. He He was everything that God would love, and he's so bitter that I worry he can go to heaven because his son was killed. Well, if his son is saved, which I believe he was, he's with Jesus. How is that so bad? You know, and and it's it's painful, it's hurtful, but God gives us the strength and the power and the faith to overcome the loss, to overcome the pain, to overcome the hurt and the crisis. And so we know that, but I don't know. Over the years, we got, we got, well, if you do this and this and this and you have faith, I'll tell you what, if you go this, if you do this and this and this, it's on the front of your bulletin. I was going to show it to you. If you do this and this and this, faith is working in you. I, I, this is just a, a revelation that God gave me. You don't have to believe it, but I want you to see it in scripture. This. The fruit of the Spirit, if it's working in your life, faith is working. Because faith is the companion of the fruit. So you can't have fruit without faith, and you can't have faith without fruit. So so this is what we have to work at in our lives for our faith to grow and to experience more growth in our life. Kindness. I find I am not kind. I find that I am sharp. Because you get aggravated if you're sick or if you have a pain. How many know that if you're in pain, you don't say, well, how are you doing today, honey? (laughs) You know, if you're in pain and they say to you, I see, are you in pain? What is happening? You go, you know, because because your flesh reacts to pain. Your flesh reacts to heartache. Your flesh reacts to those things. 
So you have to be in the fruit of the Spirit. You have to have the companions of faith. That will help you. Kindness, gentleness, goodness, meekness, faith. Faith is right here. It's kind of, I know this is just a picture, but it's kind of like at the faith. You know, it's like God is a vine and we're the branches. And we're supposed to branch out in this fruit of the Spirit. And faith is a companion of that. So we can't just walk in faith and suck in air and believe that if we're if we're powerful in God, that will happen. It's got to be something that comes from deep within that says, I will follow you, Lord. You are holy. You are worthy. This hurts. I don't like it, but I will not give up. I will contend for the faith. I will grow in my faith. I will be stronger than I was yesterday. Because God is working in our lives. And it's at, sometimes we talk about the goodness of God and everything that God does for us. But what do we do for him? Are we, are we an example of him in gentleness and kindness and goodness? And if we are, then our faith will grow. Because we will do acts of kindness. We will do acts of spiritual things. And we will grow for it. So there's three things. Contend. Uh, confirm means, it means to have uh, assurance. Assurance that, yes, I do have faith. It don't look like it. It don't feel like it. But I have it. And uh, it means to understand truth, to desire truth, to have truth. You know, the world's not true. These new laws and new things, they're not truth. The only truth is God and Jesus, the Son of the Holy Ghost. It's, it, that's what is true. And as Christians, we have to stick to the truth. God is truth. And sometimes it's easy to veer out of the path of truth. You know, it get in the shady areas, you know. But I read this morning we sang that God shades us. He covers us. So when we get out of those places, you know, because of Calvary, he, sh- he, he, sh- he shadows us and he covers us and he brings us back into the light. My own scripture this morning was you should dwell in darkness, but he will give you light, you know. And so in our flesh, we are dark, church, but in the spirit, we're full of light. And so we need to be considerate of those things. So here's here's number one. I said two first, but number one is to establish the truth of what you believe. This is what confirm means. It means if you're going to confirm somebody, you establish a truth that you believe in them. So who do we believe in? We believe in Jesus. That truth needs to be established. If we go there and do that, that's not appropriate. It's not true. We have to follow after Christ and do what his word teaches us. To strengthen our faith is to take in more word. We may have, we may read through the Bible every, every day and all year long, but unless we stop and meditate and, and feed upon it and get energy from it, then it's just words. But when we stop and meditate upon the power of who God is and how he lives in us and how he forgives us and how he goes before us and follows after us and how he breathes his love upon us, how pardon is that, church? And so it's to number one was to establish the truth of what you believe. Do you believe in Jesus? Well, of course we believe. Do we believe enough to go through a trial and tribulation? Do we believe enough to suffer for the cause? 
You know, do we believe in him? We have to have strong belief in him, not just because the word says he heals, but we have to believe because we know if it's a word, it's truth. Number two is to state the assurance of truth, that he never changes. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he doesn't change. You know, you you get a bill in the mail and it says so much, and the next month you get it and it says, well, we raised this up, you know, so much. And then you think, well, I guess I can do that. And then three or four months later, there's another one, and it's, it's you know, God doesn't change. He's full of glory. He's full of power. He's full of truth. And he is able to do exceedingly abundant more than we know how to ask. And he's truth. And we have to have assurance in that. There's been trials and tribulations that saints have gone through that they weren't sure they could ever get through, but they just kept on going. Sometimes you look at the trial that comes to your life and you think, I can never get through this, you know. But you find out you just persevere. You just keep moving. Something in you forces you to keep going, and that's the power of faith in your life. You don't see it, but when you need it, it's there. If you believe in Jesus Christ and we believe in him, but we got to stop believing what the world says. We got to stop hearing the voices of the world. We only hear them to pray against them. We only hear them to see how bad the hour is getting and how close the coming of the Lord is. So there's knowledge in knowing that evil, but the faith is what gets us through the trial. So one, establish truth that you believe in him. Two, State the assurance that he will get me through this. I don't know how he's going to get me through this, but he's going to get me through this. I'm assured, and if he takes me through the valley, (laughs) the shadow of death, I'll go that way because he will get me through. And at the end, we have assurance of eternal life. How is that so bad? We have victory in Christ, and we overcome the sting of death. And number three, to reinforce what we believe. And that's what you did this morning as, as the close of Sunday school came and as the word of God had come forth in the class, you started to establish you know, what you believe. You started to say things that, that encouraged one another. And I just sat back there and I just thought, well, they're doing it. I was going to tell them this would be a great thing to do and they're already doing it. You know, and that is what we need to do is to just grow in the faith that we do have faith. And, you know, we have to tell the things that God does for us because that grows our faith. You know, we, we, somebody full of power and zip and zing may come in church and they look like they got all that, but something is hurting them down deep and somebody else starts speaking kind words to them. And, and, you know, you never know who you help. You know, in a, in a supermarket, when you smile at somebody, you change a countenance and they see something in you. They don't know what. And sometimes they'll smile back and sometimes they'll turn their head, you know. But God is working on the body of Christ to become more bold for the cause of the kingdom, to contend for our faith that when the enemy comes and we feel discouraged or despondent and we say, I'm going to contend for my faith, I'm going to grow in this issue. And let me tell you something, church, that's hard to do. When you start to say, okay, I don't like this. I'm going to grow in this issue. I'm going to go through this. You know, the doctor's been harassing and harassing and harassing me about uh, my knee. He said, you, you know, just get your knee done. They do robotic stuff. And 
I think uh, um, Kathy just had that done. And and so he, it just goes after me and after me. And I know that that's, I, I don't feel led. <laughs> I, don't feel, no, I don't know if it's I don't feel led of me or led of God. But I don't feel led. And so I was there this week to get my blood test. And, and uh, so he sent me upstairs to have an x-ray on my knee. When we came down, he said to me, well, I guess you know what you're talking about. It's no good. I don't think you should do that. See, God will lead and guide us. Now, I wish that I could, and I wish that it would, and I wish that all good things would come to that knee. But we must walk by faith. And it doesn't look good. <laughs> it doesn't feel good. You know, and that's a simple thing. You have crisis that's far more important about a hurt knee. But God cares about every single thing, and he is going to see us through. And that's my message this morning, to confirm our faith, to grow in our faith, to not just say I have faith, but to show I have faith under the Lord walking through the crisis of our life and confirming that God is still God no matter the circumstances. So faith faith is not just a word, church. Faith is something that lives in you. It's bold and it is a witness for the glory of God. And the church of Jesus Christ is in an area where they need to begin to manifest the power of God in their life. Otherwise, we'll be like the world. We'll just walk through it with sad faces hoping to get into eternal life. But we have to show forth the manifestation of the presence of God in us, whether it's in joy, whether it's in peace, whether it's in long-suffering, because they're all companions of our faith. See, so it, it's so it's so important. Faith is part of our confession, but it's so much more than our confession. It comes from deep within the, the, where Christ and his Father and the Son live in us. And that's where we have to touch our faith in that it's so much more than a word. I, I'm learning that. So to continue in our faith, we must believe, we must have assurance, and we must reinforce. And it's very good to reinforce your faith periodically. To say, Lord, I believe in you. I see that. I see what's coming down the tube. I look at my country. I see that we're in trouble. But I believe in you, and I trust you, and I and no weapon that is going to come against me. I'm on my way to eternal life. So it's just about encouraging ourselves in the goodness of God. And so to contend for the faith, Jesus' brother Jude didn't really believe in Jesus when he was on earth. But when he came to the revelation of truly who Jesus was, and he had assurance that he was the Messiah, and he reinforced himself in the faith by looking around him and quoting a a word of God to us. And I put it in the bulletin all the time because it's a very strong quote, and I love it very much. And he tells us that that, um, in um, Jude 1 and 2, He talks to us about building up ourselves. How? In the Holy Spirit, trusting the Holy Spirit, believing in the Holy Spirit, knowing that Jesus said, I'm going to go away, but I'm going to leave you something that will comfort you. And it's not just one of the things of the Spirit. It is the fullness of the Holy Spirit. He said, build up yourselves in the most holy faith. 
And as we read that scripture, it says praying in the Holy Ghost. No matter what you do, give reverence and worship to the Holy Spirit and trust the Holy Spirit. Talk to the Holy Spirit. Say, I'm following you. I Lead me, guide me, keep me in your sights because I want to build up my faith in you. Church, I think too long that our churches at large have just forgot that it's all about a holy thing. Salvation is about a holy thing. It's not about a church. It's about the temple of the living God. And we need to start thinking of that as we are the temple. That doesn't mean we can't live in the earth, but it also means that things are spiritual to us. And we recognize that we need the spiritual unction of the Holy Spirit to guide us and and he's full of many gifts. The Holy Spirit is full of many gifts. And he will He will d- cause you to discern what is right from wrong. He'll lead you. He'll guide you. And we need the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. We need to build up ourselves in the most holy faith. You know, everything is a faith issue. Really, it is. You know, if we get up in the morning, it's by faith the Spirit of God raises us up. And it's it's by faith. Many times we go to church and we don't feel like it, but we go by faith because that's the thing that God wants us to do. And that scripture talks about gathering together, you know, and we, we wonder... People don't even think about that. When the COVID came, everybody's sort of separated. We didn't hear, but people around and the government tried to tell us we couldn't hunker down together, you know, and they had to stay apart and all that. And we can't listen to those kinds of things, only what God leads us to. And he says, forsake not the self, uh, forsake not the assembling of yourselves together. Why is that, church? Because when you do that, like this morning, you begin to manifest your heart, your spirit, your need, your prayer. You begin to manifest the power and the presence of God. And you might have come in here discouraged. You might have had a fuss with your wife on the way here. You might have had a car problem, something, anything to harass you, you know. But you contend for the faith. You press in and you go forward. In the power and the unction of the Holy Spirit. And I find if you come to church not feeling so good, you leave feeling better. That's what my mother believed. And my mother wrapped me up in a blanket, stuck me under the pew, and went ahead and prayed till one in the morning. Nothing detoured her from doing what God was leading her to do. And we, we need so much to put the presence of the Lord in our children, any children that we deal with. Neighbor children, you know, give them a sucker and talk to them about Jesus. Uh, grandchildren, great-grandchildren, great-great-grandchildren, those kinds of things, you know, because where are they going to be in this world if Jesus tarries, if they don't have the unction of the of God in their life? And um, I love it. We work on Evaristo. We're teaching big words, you know, and then laugh at him, but... We, we want him to learn the things of God. We want him to understand those things, and, and it's important. So the thing that I want to preach this morning to you is just contend for the faith. Press in, persevere, desire. You'll find that you have desires in your heart. Maybe you have a desire for a new car. Maybe you have a desire for a new carpet. 
you have desires in your heart for the things of this world that can be good. They don't have to be bad. But the desire for God has to be foremost in our heart. So sometimes we have to go forego those things that our flesh desires that we can be more powerful in the realm of the spirit. So the three things that I wanted to impress upon you today was to establish the truth. Establish the truth that you are committed to the Christ to the end of your life. You're committed through any crisis, any tribulation, anything that the enemy was, uh, brings against you. And when you do that, you'll have some problems. When you commit to serving Christ with a greater dimension, you will have the opportunities to do that. But the Bible says, and what they said when they finally Paul raised up in the midst of them, and they were shocked. They saw the power of God, what he could do. And they were believers, and they were in truth. They were committed from that day forward. They had assurance that if they called on God, he would do it. And they reinforced their faith periodically by getting together, discussing things they disagreed on, and then agreeing on them, and altogether growing for the purposes of God, that they could be a witness. We need more boldness. We need more witness. We need that. They'll either love us or they'll, they'll turn their back on us because there's a presence of the Lord that's in us that they do not want to meet. So they just turn away. Or they'll look at you and they'll think, wow, in the midst of this terrible gas price, you're gassing up and you're happy and you're getting the gas and they're over there murmuring because it costs so much. You know, there's a presence of God that is surround you and we need to bone up on that and build up our faith and be stronger um hebrews 10:23 says let us hold fast the profession of our faith did you know that you are in a profession let us hold fast the profession you know the part where we confess who we are and then we act like what we profess in Christ, and then we uh, minister in boldness what we are in Christ. Now, I realize I'm talking to the choir today. I realize I already saw the manifestation of this message in this house today. But I just want to encourage us to be stronger. Be strong, because God is, God, you know, People think God's not moving. He is moving. That's why there's so much problems and difficulties because God is behind the scenes. He's moving and perfecting and, and moving toward an end where we will reinforce our faith. I, I need somebody to tell me, okay, reinforce your faith. You know, we need to get that in our spirit. And probably if somebody said that to me, I'd probably look back at them and say, well, how about yours? <laughs> That's the flesh talking, you know. But we need to encourage one another to reinforce our faith. I loved it this morning. I was just overwhelmed and humbled that God would be so um, vivid, to, vividly to show that to me uh, in this house. And in a few, you know, you get together 50 and they can all talk too. But, you know, it doesn't matter how many is together. It matters that God is there. And when he's there, the house is full. Amen. When God is there, the house is full. So let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. Without wavering, church. Take the waver out of it. 
For God is faithful that promised. And let us, there's what we were doing, let us consider one another to provoke unto love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is. That's prophetic, isn't it? But exhort one another. And so much more as you see the day approaching. God is so good to us. He's so loving, kind. I have two more pages, but I recognize that I've gone too long. But um, I, I wanted to say one more thing. Uh, Hebrews 11, everybody's familiar with that. Aren't you the roll call of the believers? I encourage you to just read that again this week and just stop at everyone and meditate. See, the Old Testament didn't talk about faith, right? It didn't talk about faith. Only two times it said something about faith. First of all, it said they had no faith because they weren't mindful of the rock. Um, But look at the exploits in chapter 11 that they did without no faith just because they loved God. And, of course, that was a hidden faith. That was evidently a faith in them. But when you read that chapter of all the things that the old the fellows and the people did in the Old Testament, and yet there was there was no faith. So think what we can do with faith. And um, that ch- chapter ends, and it says, "All these died in faith, you know, looking still for the city." So we don't have to look for it because we know where it's at. It's in the Book of Revelation. The city's there, how the city is, the trees with the leaves of healing, the golden streets, the house Jesus has gone to prepare a place for us. We know all those things. We're so more blessed than the Old Testament saints. And we got to even, you know, some of our inheritance, some of our people walked with Christ. They knew him. There's a witness of him. You get in a car accident, you got a witness, you're going to have good help. You don't have a witness, you don't get nothing. But we have a witness in this 11th chapter. We have a witness that God embraced them with his faith, whether they knew it or whether they didn't. And God will embrace his people today with that same faith if we will build it up in us by praying and seeking God and putting God first in all things. So, First thing I want to encourage you in closing today is to build up your faith, your your fruit. I don't want to end this chapter without saying that faith without works is dead. Faith without works is dead. So you got to have works and you got to have faith. And this is something that the church world needs is works. And works is just being a Christian. Being in you can do works in the in the church or in the ministry or in the prisons or or whatever, those are works too. But you also can do works of the Spirit by discerning, by having gentleness, by meeting the needs of people with joy, and by walking through your lust, long suffering with uh, the, the the faith of Christ and not the faith of the world. So let us grow. Let us grow. Let us grow. And let us discern the hour in which we are. Because we are in a very dark hour in our world. But we're in the light in Christ. Aren't you thankful for Christ? Hallelujah. Confirm your faith, church. Strengthen your faith. Grow in your faith. Build your faith. 
That's the message for today. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I thank you for the manifestation of your very word in this house. I thank you, Lord, that we are working and trying to build our faith in you, O God. We thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit, the fullness of all the gifts, Lord, that at the moment we need a gift, you give us that strength, Father God, to discern or or to be more gentle than we are normally or to or to have more joy than we feel, oh God, that in that moment our faith erupts and the fruit of your spirit springs forth, oh God. I pray that you would just bring encouragement to every heart that's here today. Lord, if there be those in crisis, Father God, that you would strengthen strengthen them for the journey, oh God. Oh, Father, I pray the power and the anointing of your presence upon our people. Lord, that we would be tabernacled by the power of who you are because you live in us. And help us to recognize that, oh God, that we can make it through and persevere for the cause of the kingdom. And eternal life is our goal, oh God. We give you thanks, oh God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We're now.